0: Streaming on Paramount Plus. You're ready, Bob. Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? What's Bob Marley, one love. Ready, PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. At Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for start or sit. Let's
0: go some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and
2: he. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. It is fantasy football today on this Friday morning here. And look, I know you're upset about Patrick Mahomes. I come with some good news, maybe, some optimism. Listen, the last time Mahomes didn't play, 2017, the Chiefs had the sixth best scoring offense in the NFL kareem hunt was a top four running back tyree kill was a top 10 wide receiver travis kelsey was a top two tight end so everything's gonna be okay right dave sure yeah Yeah. what
0: could possibly go wrong i mean what's the drop off from patrick mahomes <laughs> to,
2: to matt Moore? well <laughs> the question is what's the drop off from alex smith who had a very good year in 2017, four thousand yards, twenty six touchdowns, five interceptions and in fifteen games to Matt Moore. Jamie, are you fantasy freaking out about this? No.
1: Um, you know, this is uh Andy Reid, so I I feel you know good that he'll still keep his guys afloat. They're not gonna be what they would be with Mahomes, obviously, because there is a talent drop off. But, you know, I, I, I feel more comfortable with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey than I do right now with Juju for example you know playing with a backup quarterback um just because again of of the coach and what he'll do and and look we saw Matt Moore you know a few years ago when Ryan Tannehill lost his uh or was out for the season with a knee injury and he came in and you know the the guy still played well Kenny Stills in particular um you know put up good numbers with with Moore for the Dolphins then in, in a much different situ- situation with Adam Gase so um the the only thing is though we we you know we don't know you know Mahomes could be out for three weeks and then you still get all these guys playing at a high level for the fantasy playoffs if Mahomes is right,
2: right. So what are we doing right now? It could just be three weeks, right? What do we know? It's listen. It's uh it's nine o'clock basically on on the East Coast. And um, you might get an emergency pod at some point, a bonus pod, if we get some reaction, some news. We'll have a mailbag on Saturday, which we recorded about 3.30 p.m. Eastern. So hopefully we'll know more by then. You can watch CBS Sports HQ, uh, Fantasy Football Today, live noon Eastern on Friday. You can watch it on demand on HQ, by the way. Uh, So, you know, we'll try to keep you updated. But right now, what do we know and what are we thinking?
1: I mean, according to Ian Rappaport, three weeks is what they're looking at. You know, that's before the MRI, so... You know, Mahomes tweeted last night after the game that, you know, uh, I think he said, uh, so far everything looking up or um, looking good. You know, so, you know, maybe it's not as uh, bad as it could be, you know, season ending. So if it's three weeks, their bye is week 12. My guess is you probably wouldn't see him before then. Um, they play three non-division, not non-conference opponent. I'm sorry, three non-division opponents. It's Green Bay, Minnesota, and Tennessee before they play the Chargers in week 11, if that's the timetable. Uh, their bye is week 12. So... You know, if you're the Chiefs and and you're able to steal a couple wins, and Mahomes can wait a week or so, then they probably would want to keep him out through their bye week.
2: Okay, yeah. So I, let me just tell you guys personally, I feel a little responsible for this. I was at the Yankees game last night, and I know I can't go to. I just can't go to any more games. The last two times. It's good that I, you're
1: making it about yourself.
2: Yeah. The last two times I went to a game, Andrew Luck retired, and Patrick Mahomes hurt his knee. So I. I so you going to sporting
0: events? Yeah. Puts a castanza on the great quarterbacks in the national football. Ap-
2: Apparently, yes. A retirement. I yeah. It can't get much worse than that, I guess. But Mahomes dislocating his knee. Well, I mean, it can they could they could be dead. Well, I, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I I won't even risk it. I'm not going to any more games. Also, my teams keep. I don't losing. think you have a choice. <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, the Knicks You know, the dicks are starting up. So, um, all right, we'll we'll talk about this game: Kansas City thirty and Denver six. We have six games to preview today. Wait, did
1: it. They- did the Yankees win the the luck retirement night?
2: The Hurricanes lost to the Gators that night, Jamie. That's I'm sure you knew. So maybe that. it's just bad for your. I I don't know what game you went. To, I forgot.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's just bad news for your teams to for you to go, as opposed to the quarterback. Bad to
2: news themselves. for everyone. It's it's, it's yeah. Just you're just a terrible yeah. mush on the yeah. entire yeah. planet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so what, we got uh, we got some interesting stuff on Kenny Galladay today and, and the Vikings cornerbacks who have been struggling. We'll talk about whether or not you can start Daniel Jones. Dave and Jamie have Terry McLaurin ranked 14 spots apart in non-PPR, 11 spot, spots apart in PPR as they face the 49ers. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll update you on the injuries. Sterling Shepard's going to be out this week. We just saw that come in. Alvin Kamara not looking good. So we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, but Kansas City 30 and Denver six. Cortland Sutton had an almost touchdown. I got stopped at the one yard line. Royce Freeman got his first carry in the magenta zone all season, and he scored.
1: Yeah, is that his inside f- the five? Yeah, inside the five. I don't. I don't know what that is. Inside the five. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he scored. Um, well, anyway, I think if we look at this game, do we have any reliable running backs that we're going to feel good starting rest of the season on either team?
1: I mean, you're not going to bench Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman as a result of this. Freeman should be—you should feel a little bit of optimism with Freeman that they used him, you know, to to punch one in, and then he's been, you know, playing more than Lindsay, and and you saw last night—he's basically their their primary passing downs guy. So. I, I came out of this one encouraged with Freeman. Lindsey is, you know, kind of been what he is. You know, when, when he has good matchups, he's typically is taken advantage of. This is the first time he didn't. But that's what so, I'm talking about. I mean, he,
2: this is what happens when you have guys that split almost 50-50. I this yeah, is but not I, I a think good that, situation.
1: Uh it's not ideal, but I, I think the, the the thing is, is like you have to have probably, you know, four or five guys on your team that you are just in better situations than these guys because there's the chance of what this offense has been and you don't want to have, you know, Lindsey sitting on your bench when he has one of these good games. He's not going to be a, a, a top fifteen guy most weeks in terms of the way we, we probably rank them. Mm-hmm. Um, next week against the Colts, you know, it's hard to say that uh, that they're going to be, you know, guaranteed top twenty guys. But I, I still think with the workload and the way this offense operates, it, it, you just have to really have a loaded fantasy roster to bench them,
0: especially during the bye weeks and injuries. I actually don't think it's that easy. I I, I think the Broncos running backs just there's no rhyme or reason to how they use them because it was Philip Lindsay on the field that helped them get into position for Royce Freeman to score. I'm every obvious passing down situation. Freeman was on. The field. Was it? It no, hasn't been that well, way though all year. I don't I don't think it's been that way all year. I think they. Oh, it I, hasn't been that way. All, last night it was, though. I think they mix and match them to the point where neither one of them plays more than three or four snaps in a row and then they replace them. So it's just a total so revolving annoying. door. It it is. It's gonna be very frustrating for fantasy managers and it's the risk you take. But the nice thing about it is that they're gonna get at least twelve touches per game. They're gonna maybe even border on fifteen touches per game. Yeah. yeah. You can well, use guys like that in
2: fantasy. How games. would you compare them with LaShawn McCoy, who was started in twenty four percent of leagues and had sixty four yards on twelve carries, two catches for twelve yards? Um, they didn't run the ball well. McCoy had two good runs, and uh, otherwise, Damian Williams was awful. Damian Williams is averaging 1.7 yards per carry. And he oh, had, he's droppable. He had nine carries in the game, and he had six of them in the fourth quarter with a huge lead. So I, I think it was probably a good good thing in that sense for McCoy. But you're looking at McCoy, who basically has only had two good games this year, I'd say, and both of them were with Damian Williams out. So how would you rank McCoy with the Broncos guys? Behind them. Yep. Really? Yeah. Uh, how come? Especially but, like the
0: quarterback situation. But he's your best running back in Kansas City. Isn't that isn't healthy. that
2: better? Do you think he starts taking on enough work where he really looks like a, a genuine starting running back?
1: No. I, no. I, no, I, I think you, you kind of get an indication of the last three games that they're going to mix and match both guys. Now, maybe that changes, you know, if they just decide to consolidate things with the quarterback change. But, you know, again— uh, Green Bay is he's, he's probably a flex next week just because the Packers have either allowed big games to running backs or at least touchdowns, and we'll see if that continues. The last two weeks it's just been touchdowns to, to Zeke and to carry on. Um after that's Minnesota, you know, I don't think you could trust him in, in a matchup against the Vikings. The Titans, their run defense has been good. You know, and again we'll find out what Mahomes' status is. So uh I, I think he's in that flex number low end number two flex conversation, but I, I would start Lindsay over him still and probably Royce Freeman definitely in PPR.
2: Who would you rather yep. have rest of season, uh, Dave? I'll throw it to you first. Cortland Sutton, who's on pace for 82 catches, just under 1,300 yards, and seven touchdowns, or uh, or Tyreek Hill.
0: Rather have Hill, but I like them both. And Sutton's the number one guy in Denver; he's their best receiver.
1: There were some uh, reporters from the Broncos that cover of the Broncos tweeting last night that Sanders and. Um, I don't think it was Von Miller. Who was it? Oh, Chris Harris. Uh, Sanders and Chris Harris may have played their last home
0: game in Denver. Mm, wow. That would make so much sense. And that would
2: potentially help fantasy managers.
0: Because so, then Emmanuel Sanders can go somewhere else and have a better role and a better I mean, offense. He looks he looks a little slow right now.
2: He's had He had 60 yards yesterday. Not bad. He had 10 or fewer receiving yards in three of his previous four games. One of those he left injured. Uh, is Travis Kelsey still your number one tight end rest of season?
0: Not right now, no. I don't think we can say it.
2: Yeah. So Kittle it, Who, Who's number one? I mean one? it's
1: the, the uh, you know I I guess Maybe if you're, if you're trying fall. to say you want to trade for the number 1 tight end you, you could say Kittle. I mean it, it it's Kittle, it's Ingram, it's Kelsey, uh, Ertz, it's uh Hooper. You know, Hooper. You know they they're all right there. So Yeah, but
2: up. but is but where is Kelsey? I mean like w- Okay, look, you got you got trade I mean, opportunities he's fine. here. I mean you, right, so yeah, so I, do you try to if, do you if try to trying, take advantage of a panicking owner? Sorry, to interrupt you. Do you try to take advantage? Right, so you yeah, try and owner? trade for sure. Kelsey. But but I don't think you're trade. You're not trading Hooper
1: for Kelsey or or Ingram for Kelsey. You know, I don't think that's some, that's a smart move right now.
2: Well, I would trade. So if Waller, you're to trade I would trade Waller for Kelsey. Of course, uh, sure. I don't know that that's
1: so. Of course, we'll see how people we'll see how people react. It's like well, Waller's ke- Waller's Waller's dealing with an injury right now. Yeah, we saw true. one game without Tyrell Williams on the field, and he wasn't as good.
2: I trade disley for Kelsey is he dealing with an injury okay um <laughs> LOL but right, you, I any, mean any like other if thoughts? you're gonna pack
1: if you're gonna if you're gonna package guys to get Kelsey like you can trade Waller and something else to get Kelsey maybe Mark Andrews and something else to get Kelsey I wouldn't do that but you know you could have those type of conversations but you're not you're not sending those other elite level guys with something else to get Kelsey or trading them one for one it just doesn't make sense
2: okay last question I'll ask you about Tyree kill would you rather have Tyree kill or Odell Beckham Rest of season.
0: As we sit here right now, not knowing what Mahomes' absence is, Tyreek Hill. Agreed. But it changes. If it's going to be Matt Moore quarterback the rest of the way, I'd rather have Beckham. Yeah, but it's 100%. really close if that's the case. I okay. mean, we just saw Tyreek Hill have success with Moore. On Chris Harris. Uh, yeah. One play. Oh Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: stick, play. I'll am I'm stick with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but that's still one play on one of the best corners in football.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he pretty much beat him right off the line of scrimmage. And that was, was a good play. That was a fun one. And that's all he needs. That's all he needs. Uh, he gets behind the defense and he's gone. Uh, so good game for Tyreek Hill. Only three catches, but 74 yards and a touchdown on five targets. And that was, he hadn't had 70 yards or a touchdown in four straight games against the Broncos. So he got it most of that on one play. All right, good stuff. Kansas City 30, Denver 6. And I hate the Astros. But I love Twitter and we're <laughs> answering your questions Throughout the weekend, if you use the hashtag AskFFT, this has been really fun the last few weeks. Hashtag AskFFT. Mostly Saturday and Sunday we'll be answering your questions, and you'll see us tweet about it. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, Watch CBS Sports HQ. I already told you about that. Get the CBS Sports HQ app. And FanDuel.com slash League slash FFT. I've already got my FanDuel lineup. In fact, I'll be revealing my FanDuel lineup. Another Falcon stack, which was uh, good for me last week. Um... I'll be revealing that, and so will Dave and Jamie on uh, CBS Sports HQ this afternoon on FFT noon Eastern. But yeah, if you want to play against us, it's only five bucks. Go to Fanduel.com/league/FFT. slash Getting into some of the games, we got six to preview today. Stats to know. Let's talk wait, about wait, before before yeah. we get
1: there, before we get there. Just with Mahomes, you know, the, the only I think somewhat silver lining for all this is that it happened Thursday. So if you're looking to get a quarterback to beat the waiver wire, there are several guys you can go look for. And so it starts on the you know what we usually talk about about the guys just over the threshold of the 65% so Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford are 77 for Stafford percent owned and Cousins at 74% and then the guys that we usually talk about the reason we say the reason I'm saying those guys is Cousins gets Washington next Thursday and Stafford gets the Giants at home and then from that you have two guys obviously more so long term Sam Darnold is is the better of the two uh just because of his schedule coming up starting with Jacksonville then he gets Miami and it's just really favorable the rest of the way Um, but Darnold and Minshew play each other. I'm not sold on what those defenses have allowed in terms of their fantasy production. Obviously, what's changing with Jacksonville and the Jets being the Jets. Um, After that, you get Mason Rudolph against the Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater, if he's still the starter, against the Cardinals. Uh, And desperation, Ryan Tannehill against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So if you're just looking at it from the standpoint of you can drop somebody now to go pick up one of these quarterbacks to cover yourself before one of them have a blow-up game, and you can't get them because you're chasing somebody else on waivers, do that now. I already saw um, some transactions. Heath did this. I just know it because I, I saw the moves. He picked up Jacoby Brissett, who's still available too. I don't love the matchup against Denver, but still you can you can put him in that Stafford-Cousins uh, um, area because he's, I think, like 81% owned. Um But he picked up Brissett in one league, and I think he picked up um, Stafford in another league. So see if these quarterbacks are out there for you for Week 8 and then you sort of just manage it the rest of the way. And
0: that's the move, right? You don't want to go and make some sort of big trade for another quarterback. Well, you can, I mean. But not if Patrick Mahomes is going to be back in three weeks, which is what the assumption well, is I, I, as of this morning. I think, morning. again, you
1: know, I don't know if it's necessarily big trade, but, you know, if you're able to get somebody that's a backup quarterback
0: relatively cheap. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> the guy that you're going to cut for somebody off your waiver wire. Sure. What if you or get what if you get Goff? for another quarterback? If you can get golf for the worst player on your bench, of course you can. Well, really. actually, yeah, golf's only I, 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 one I don't, week,
2: I, really, because because he has a buy, because you can't use him he's this got week. Buy after East. week nine. Yeah, I mean
1: right. the 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 easy target is Darnold, just because yeah. he's he's available Wait, in over fifty percent of
2: leagues. Cam Newton? Did you say Cam?
1: So I didn't say can because we don't know if he's going to play next week. And I think that's sort of the wild card to Yeah, he's 49 percent owned, And so if you want to sort of be aggressive with it, but for next week, it's such a tough matchup against San Francisco that I don't know if you want to necessarily put all your eggs in that basket from a one week scenario of him maybe not playing. But, you know, if you can find Darnold right now, he can be your short term and long term answer and just has a very good schedule setting up through week 14. And by that point, you'll know what Mahomes' status is. But, you know, we'll find out come Tuesday how many people are still chasing a lot of these guys. I just think that if there is a silver lining to it on Thursday, it's that it, it, it's silver lining to is it, It's that happen it happened on Thursday, so you can sort of plan ahead now with some of these backup options that may or may not help you. Sure. But at least you have the chance to do it already. already.
2: All right. Well, that's already a little bit of beat the waiver wire. We'll do a little bit more in a bit. Right now, I'm going to tell you about SeatGeek. Hey, do you ever feel like ticketing websites, they just... They make getting to the event difficult on purpose. Look, I've been using SeatGeek for several years now, and I've been on it looking for Yankees tickets and wasn't really that bad for last night's game, thankfully. And I can save. Well, I can't do it because I've already used the promo code, but you can do it. You can save 10 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase if you use the promo code FFT. Again, the promo code is FFT on SeatGeek. Why is SeatGeek so great? Well, it pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. So if I go search for an event, which I do all the time on SeatGeek, baseball, football, concerts, comedy, whatever... Um, It brings in tickets from other sources so I don't have to go searching other websites. And it gives me uh, a grade, basically. It rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. It it displays the tickets on a seat map. And then you see these green dots that show you the good deals. And those are the ones you want to buy. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. So I can personally endorse SeatGeek. It's really awesome. In fact, just the other day, I was talking to someone who was looking for baseball tickets. And he was using another app. And I said, dude, look, this is a true story. Look at SeatGeek. And he goes, oh, wow. They're actually cheaper on SeatGeek. So I'm telling you, you're going to save some money. Download the SeatGeek app and use the code FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase. Again, code FFT on SeatGeek. All right, so let's get into these stats now for week seven for the NFC home games. Uh, look, I, I've been talking about selling Kenny Galladay because he's got Minnesota twice. I think Chicago twice. Uh, Denver in week 15 or 16 maybe. They may not have Chris Harris. Uh, but here's the thing. Minnesota's cornerbacks are not grading well on pro football focus. They have given up a hundred yards to or a touchdown to eight wide receivers in six games. It's mostly been touchdowns. Only one receiver is a hundred yards. Um Kenny Galladay is actually tied for the lead in the NFL with Larry Fitzgerald with seven green zone targets. That's inside the ten. So am I over did I overreact? Uh because I was really nervous. I mean, I basically said I'm not starting Kenny Galladay against the Vikings. He had two bad games against them last year, but are you buying that the Vikings cornerbacks have taken a step back and that this isn't that tough of a matchup?
1: They, they've taken a step back, but it's it's not just, you know, th- this is, I think, part of the thing when, you, when you're when you grading positions. It's, you know, it's a whole thing working together. So their pass rush is still very good, and Stafford's going to be under duress. And so will he still have the time and the, uh, you know, ability to step up in the pocket and, and, and find Galladay? So it, it's, it's a risk still. Um, I don't think he's somebody that you just completely bench. Like I would start him over Terry McLaurin, who I don't like the matchup for him. I would start him over Allen Robinson, I don't like the matchup for him. You know, two guys who have been playing very well. Um, Dave, I'm not sure you agree with that, right? Well, I, I mean, it's not. It's not a. You know, that's just my opinion. I, I, I can certainly see people starting those guys over him, and, and I get it. But I, I just, I, I look at it this way that you know, Galladay is becoming one of these receivers that you just don't bench. You know, and and. I don't look at the Minnesota matchup as
0: a shutdown and and a
1: racer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I, I, I just don't see it that.
0: that Yeah. It used to be because Xavier Rhodes was that guy and he's just not quite that guy anymore. And my hunch is that they're playing a lot more zone coverage than man coverage. And they're probably going to continue to do that against Detroit. Their safeties are grading very well. If you're looking at it from. Yeah. And that's, that's bad for like tight ends and the running backs out of the backfield and certainly uh, keeping big plays from going down but like
1: will they but, will they roll coverage in this game like will, will they you know try and yeah, try and take you know will, will it be a different approach to try and take Galladay away because they don't fear Marvin Jones you know I mean we just don't know how the, the the approach will be or will they just play what their typical base defense is and say okay beat you beat us, us you beat right. us uh but otherwise we're gonna hit the snot out of Matthew Stafford and you know his track record against Minnesota is awful so I, it's it's just a matter of I think when it comes down to you know somebody like Galladay it's do you have better options on your team to replace well, him? I'll tell you who and, I who and, I am
2: starting over Galladay. I think you guys are going to disagree with most of them. Uh, it's non PPR. I'm starting Will Fuller, Frank Gore, and Carlos Hyde over Kenny Galladay. I haven't made my final decision, but that's what I have right now. I can't.
1: Yeah, I don't,
0: can't.
2: The I only can't one do that with Hyde. Yeah, I sure.
1: would be the only one. I'm I'm certainly fine with Fuller because you know he's been very good. And again, if he has the one of the three catches last week and scores a touchdown, he's coming off. Two pretty amazing games. And Gore gets the Dolphins. So, you know, you're you're banking on the matchup there. So yeah, these are the decisions people have to make. And so um it, it's it's uh, you know, sticking with guys that you drafted or you know, it's like a like a Joe Mixon, for example. He's been terrible, but a lot of people don't have the guts to look at their lineup and say, I'm starting Royce Freeman over Joe Mixon or Uh, Frank Gore over Joe Mixon because you drafted a certain way or you've been starting them all along and the hope is that this is the game that things get going so um, he's a number two wide receiver but
0: toward the low end yeah
2: okay there you go thank you Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo you guys don't have a ton of faith in I think you have him around 18th or so and I'm just wondering you know it is a good matchup four quarterbacks have thrown three touchdown passes against the Redskins so Dave just real quick not feeling it with Jimmy G no, I think I think it's a running game. I think it's a Tevin Coleman
0: game. I think it's a take the air out of the ball type of a game. And uh, Garoppolo could throw one. I don't know about two in a lot of yardage. I think there's just more quarterbacks with more upside
1: than Garoppolo. here. Here's the one thing though that just to take into account, they asked Kyle Shanahan this week about his time in Washington, and he said it was great working with my dad. And they said, what about uh, anything else? And he said, or he said, well, what about the rest? And he said something negative about. Everything else sucked, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so this could be a situation where if he has the chance to run up the score on Daniel Snyder, he's going to run up the score on Daniel Snyder. And so it would not be a surprise if Garoppolo has a big game. I just think Dave's right. We just haven't seen let it loose and and open up the offense, probably having something to do with the receiving core, but would not be a surprise if this is a 203 touchdown game for Garoppolo, you know, because I don't think the yards will be there for him unless there's a lot of breakaway plays. Uh, but I think he's a very good daily quarterback. If he's been someone you've been starting, I think it's worth sticking with. But there's just a lot of good quarterbacks this week that I think you can hang your hat on more so than than Garoppolo.
0: Okay. The other side to it too is that we've seen Garoppolo have great matchups before and only once this year is he top 20 fantasy points.
2: Yeah, uh, right. It's true. Uh, and you guys have Aaron Rodgers and Jacoby Brissett ahead of him and Gardner Minshew as well. At least Jamie does. Yes, Gardner Minshew as well. Um, all right, how about this? The Vikings against wide receivers. There have been nine uh, – the Lions, pardon me. Lions against wide receivers. There have been nine wide receivers with seven or more targets against Detroit. Only two of them have scored double digits in non-PPR, two out of nine. Only three have scored 14 or more fantasy points in PPR. So we're looking at Fitzgerald, Nelson Aguilar, and Keenan Allen. Um, I don't know that they face a lot of great receivers, but how do you feel about Thielen and Diggs this week?
1: I think Thielen is somebody just plug and play and and don't get cute with it because yeah, as we've seen, in bad situations in terms of targets and whatnot, he still found a way to find the end zone. And when the targets have been a little bit elevated, you know, it hasn't been clearly a dramatic elevation in targets, but he's gotten the chance to you know, have have big games, two games ago being the, the best example against the Giants. I think from the dig scenario, it, it's a little similar, but on a lesser scale, I I just, at this point, you know, I, until there's a, a sway one way or the other, I think you just kind of stick with him as at least a number three receiver, but, you know, a guy that should be considered a number two while there is a lot of receivers on by and
0: injuries. Like, he has to be a number two because of all the injuries, what he did last week, what the potential is, the fact that they're, the pass rush for the Lions isn't anything close to dangerous. So Kirk Cousins will have time to throw. Well, it depends. Is there if, hands in the face or not? hands? To the face? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I think Diggs will be okay. You can look at the, we looked at the grades for the cornerbacks for the Vikings corners. Uh, you could look at the grades for the Lions corners. Their slot corner, Justin Coleman, has actually got great grades from PFF but we've still tried targeting that as an option uh, as for a matchup to exploit in fantasy they're moving and maxing all over the field i think they're going to get too many targets to say nah, this isn't the week to use Yeah, but I see, that that's them. where I disagree with you, the, the too many targets, because they haven't been
1: getting too many targets. I mean, Cousins is throwing, you know, under 30 times, so it's not like we're getting- Is that through. gonna
0: continue in this game?
1: Oh, 100%. This is a Dalvin Cook game for sure. You know, this is a game where they could just line up and run right through that Detroit defense, and I think they get back to kind of what they were doing early in the season. So Cousins, I think, is a little bit more of a game manager this week. You know, you're talking six to eight targets for both those guys at best, and and, and that's kind of been a
0: best-case scenario. So will they have success
1: in those targets? That's the risk.
0: Oh, I Detroit. see it a little differently. I think it could be a little higher scoring of a game than that. I think both teams will throw a decent amount.
2: Detroit sees the second most pass attempts per game in the NFL. It's a little skewed, though, because of that Arizona game in Week 1. The other four quarterbacks they've faced have thrown 36 to 42 passes. Cousins, I think 36 is his maximum so far this year.
1: Yeah, he, he take the if there's a prop bet, take the under on 30 passes by far.
2: 30? You well, you've been Under. you've underestimated his pass attempts. Uh, I think twice though this year like against the Mike, Bears Mike, and the Eagles.
1: Mike Zimmer came out and said we threw it twenty nine times. Are you happy? He does not want to have Cousins throwing more than the thirty times. Because you're, 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 you win the ball. It depends when how well they you run win the
0: game when you run the ball. You're, you're, counting, on how
1: they they you think. you're counting on the Detroit offense to show up and play big here. If that's the case, then you should feel confident in Kenny Galladay.
2: No, I'm counting. uh, No, I'm not. I think when they've had to throw a lot, it's because their running game hasn't been that good. Dalvin Cook's actually had two pretty bad games running the ball. It's been against the Bears and the Eagles. Detroit, not as good against the run as they were last year. Oh, this is the Dalvin Cook game. Dalvin Cook is tops in the rankings for a reason. Okay. Uh, And then finally, you guys like Jared Goff a lot. He's on the road. He's never good on the road. We're going to preview that game. In a little bit. Uh, Let's take a quick break here on Fantasy Football today. When we come back, injuries, news, and notes, beat the waiver wire, and six games to preview. Alvin Kamara missed practice. Latavius Murray, would he be a must-start if Kamara doesn't play at Chicago? Yes. Yeah. Number
0: two running back expectations.
2: Okay. Would he be better than a Rams running back? And who's going to be the Rams running back?
1: <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be Gurley. Um, would he be better than Gurley? No. I still start Gurley. I there. would too. Uh,
2: all three Green Bay wide receivers missed practice. So, ha- Hal Lazard. Hal Lazard. Team name Tuesday. That was from a listener, not from me. Uh, mine are better. Darren Waller was limited in practice. Do we think he's going to play at Green Bay?
1: The fact that he got downgraded midweek is not good, but uh, yes, as of now. Got to check the Friday practice report. Oh,
2: this would crushed Derek Carr. Chris Thompson missed practice. We don't expect him. <laughs> Still don't expect Amari Cooper, right? No, no. no. he's going to try and practice on Friday. That's the latest out of Dallas. Amari Cooper mispracticed, but both Dallas offensive tackles did practice as they get ready for the Eagles on Sunday night. Marquise Brown mispracticed, so it's not looking great for Marquise Brown at Seattle. Uh, Is that downgrading Lamar Jackson at all?
0: No, downgrades him all the way to sixth overall among quarterbacks this week. So you're still probably starting him.
2: Uh, Josh Gordon mispractice. I did not see Philip Dorset report. What's his deal? He did. He practiced. He was limited on the report, but he's been practicing all week and we expect him to play. play. Would you start Dorset over Galladay or Diggs? I'll no, start but I have guys over Dorset.
0: I
1: have uh I have Dorset and Galladay very close. I think I have Galladay like twenty three and Dorset like twenty five.
2: Okay. D.D. Westbrook missed practice. Sterling Shepard's not gonna play. David Johnson is going to play, it seems. Very, mm-hmm. very seem very seems seems very likely. There you go. Uh Chargers left tackle Russell Okung returned to practice. That's very good news for them. Hopefully he can play this week at Tennessee. He's missed the entire season. Jets linebacker CJ Mosley's missed most of the season. He plans on playing Monday against the Patriots. Is that gonna put Sony Michelle lower in your rankings?
1: Well, also Rex Burkett could play too, you know. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Michelle's not a very safe start. He's just a start.
2: Uh, Latavius, <laughs> yeah, Murray Latavius Murray or, or him?
0: Yeah, yeah. You we're on the same wavelength. Hey, oh, Latavius, Latavius, I didn't know you were going to ask that. Latavius for sure. I think if
2: Mosley plays, I'll take Latavius. After ten years, we are on the same wave. Same wavelength. <laughs> that is great. By the way, the Bears are a really tough matchup, but they do give up a lot of. Passing game production to running back. So if Kamara's out, yeah. maybe that's the and their D
0: line. Yeah, Akeem Hicks being out yeah. also mm-hmm. might hurt that. Who would you rather have rest of the season half PPR? Sony Michelle or Matt Breida? Don't you feel like Michelle Breida. is like walking on eggshells every week, and just sure. one bad game or one fumble, and he's he's erased from the Patriots' offense? I made a I made a trade yesterday um,
1: in our auction league where I traded um, Matt Breida, Tom Brady, and Darren Waller for Le'Veon Bell. And that was the, wow. that was the counter offer. Um, the offer I sent out was uh, Michelle instead of Brita, mm-hmm. and it was to uh, uh, Eric K., one of our managers here, and he um, he said he asked for Brita
0: instead, so mm-hmm. I was fine with it. I think I'd still rather have Sony, but I think it's close.
2: Okay, let's see what happens with those uh, magenta zone touches for the Niners this week, because it used to be Coleman, and he was so bad last week. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jalen. Jalen Ramsey's inside the five, status is undetermined, oh. and uh, the, the, I was reading an article on ESPN.com about the Cardinals. They're thinking that with Patrick Peterson back, it's actually going to help them a lot against tight ends. They'll be able to move some players around to do a better job against tight ends, so we'll keep an eye on that. In five out of six games in PPR, the tight end facing the Cardinals has finished first or second that week. Tyler Eifert is the only exception. That is incredible. And guys, do you expect Christian Kirk or John Brown this week?
0: Brown, for sure. Kirk, not as of now.
2: Okay, we got to beat the waiver wire here. Some DSTs. The Steelers DST, they're 60% owned. They're on a buy. They've got Miami next week. Get them. Uh, Detroit against the Giants. Detroit's 26% owned. It's a home game against the Giants. The Texans against Oakland, they're 56% owned. And maybe Green Bay at Kansas City, but they're 83% owned. So the the Steelers, the Texans, the Lions, and the Packers, keep an eye on them. Jamie went through all the quarterbacks. Cam Newton, he did not say, but that's because he might not come back and he's got a tough matchup. But it's not a bad idea to get Cam Newton. But Sam Darnold, but if you're, Matthew if you're, Stafford, Kirk Cousins. On. If you're getting
0: Cam Newton, then you're going to keep Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have Cam Newton. Do you need a third no, quarterback I, on top of those guys? I just meant in general. It didn't have to be Mahomes.
2: It didn't have to be Mahomes. Okay.
1: You should also check to see if... Uh, I know he's on a buy in Week 9, but Drew
0: Brees, what his availability is.
2: I, d- I checked earlier in the week. It was he's over. available.
0: He's owned in already 90% yeah. of leagues. Maybe he's out there in a few.
2: Uh, I don't think you guys are too enthused about Kareem Hunt, right?
1: No, not yet. But, you know, if you're starting to play with an open roster spot, it's not a bad speculative decision, just to see.
2: I think there's a chance that Alexander Madison could fill in and have a decent week next week uh, for against the Redskins. It's kind of a shot in the dark... The maybe Bucks, this week too. Yeah, the Bucks running backs are available in about 30% of leagues. They're at Tennessee. Uh, in terms of wide receivers, I've got kind of high-owned guys, but Mohamed Sanu against Seattle. Uh, Auden Tate at the Rams. Christian Kirk's 80% owned. He's at New Orleans. Curtis Samuel's about 70% owned. He's at San Francisco. Alan Lazard at Kansas City, maybe. Who knows? And um, that's, a, that's about it. Mason Rudolph, I don't know if you mentioned him. Mason Rudolph at, against yes. Miami. You did?
1: Yeah, okay. but Deontay Johnson too, while you're going through it, just because of the matchup against the Dolphins, and we saw mm-hmm. him play well with uh with Rudolph. Um, if you're just you know, I don't know what they'll be moving forward, but a couple of guys for this week, potentially, um, and I'm gonna play a lot of them in, in daily, is uh not just Lazard, but Zay Jones. We'll see what he does in Oakland now that he's there, and if Tyrell Williams is out for an extended period of time with the foot injury. Um Duke Williams, if you want somebody for this week, because of what the matchup is against Miami, and if he becomes a little bit more of a prom, has a little bit more of a prominent role, right? In, he could be forward. the
0: replacement for Zay Jones in that offense in the Buffalo Bills. Well, I mean,
1: coming. he is. That's why they traded him. And then, well,
0: no, that they could go with another guy. Well, no, other that's,
1: that's kind of why they did no. It Robert Foster's healthy. He could be that guy. We don't know uh, who is. I, I think it's Duke Williams. I think um, so too. Not saying it's uh, Adam Humphreys with uh, with the scenario now of Ryan Tannehill yep. and the matchup next week against Tampa Bay in the revenge game. Um. But for this week also against the Chargers. So, you know, guys that are just widely available. Um and Cole Beasley too. You know, I mean Dante this week can use him against the Dolphins.
0: That's the one I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, I mean we talked just,
1: about him on, on Tuesday with the waivers too. It's yeah. it's uh his his role is growing. Debo Samuels hurt, and so you know, all these guys are, are in play for this week and I think for for next next few weeks if things work out well.
0: Pettis is owned in only twenty three percent of league. He deserves a bench spot for sure. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, if you can't, like, get the advice that you need on CBSSports.com or on this podcast, like, why don't you make a post on ZipRecruiter and say you need a wide receiver for your team? It doesn't quite work like that, but it does work very well. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT if you want to try it for free. Because hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. And he also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants. So this is how he quickly got... Great candidates uh, and the most relevant ones, and that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address: ZipRecruiter.com/fft. ZipRecruiter.com/fft. One more time: It's ZipRecruiter.com/fft. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, the second half of the show is entirely start or sit. We're going to start with the Rams and the Falcons. We're going to take a a little video break, but come right back on the audio. No commercial break or anything like that. But Dave and Jamie are going to head on over to the audio studio, and you can watch the rest of, uh, of FFT on youtube.com slash Football today. All right, guys, I'll talk to you in about five seconds. Let's do uh, start, sit, or flex at best. Tevin Coleman at Washington. Start. Matt Breida at Washington. Flex at best. Uh, low end start. Golden Tate against Arizona.
0: Flex at best. Flex and PPR.
2: So who would you rather have, Breida or Tate? Breida. Tate and PPR. Larry Fitzgerald at the Giants. Start. Start. Why aren't you higher on Golden Tate, by the way? Because Evan Ingram's I, think, I think that's there. Where Peterson
1: goes. Saquon's there.
2: You think Peterson follows him?
1: I think there's a likelier chance of that
0: than him running free.
2: Hmm, interesting. Does he usually follow guys into the slot, like slot receivers?
0: No, that typically has not been part of Patrick Peterson's M.O., but it we've never seen him with this coaching staff, so they could ask him to do True. that. I just don't know if he warrants it. I, I almost wonder if Evan Ingram draws Peterson.
2: Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be fun. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald at the Giants. Did I say that yep. already? I forgot. Yeah, you did. He's a star. Okay, sorry, I was focused on Tate. Uh, you'd rather have Fitzgerald than Tate? Yeah. Okay.
0: Look, Tate made a great catch last week. I don't know if he's gonna get well, nearly as many targets now that everybody's healthy in New York. That's
2: true. But he, you know, he faced like a suffocating defense last week. These two teams, the Giants and the and the Cardinals, are just awful against anybody who catches passes, basically. Um Chase Edmonds at the Giants.
0: Uh desperation starter. Okay. Flex the best.
2: David Montgomery against the Saints.
0: I would prefer to sit him, but I think he does qualify as flex at best.
2: Latavius Murray at Chicago.
0: Number two running back. Start. Start if Kamara's out, sit if Kamara plays.
2: Allen Ra- Alan Robinson? Allen Robinson, <laughs> Robinson against against the, the Saints, who are number <laughs> one. Uh, number one wide receivers against the Saints have been terrible three weeks in a row.
0: That's it. I would prefer to sit him, but in PPR, you might have to flex him.
2: The Rams are at the Falcons. This should be a high-scoring game. Okay, so Jared Goff. So what I did, I went back to his last 11 regular season road games. Uh, all of last year and so far this year. Only once has he scored more than 21 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. But I looked at his games against teams that were in the bottom 10 against quarterbacks, so like top 10 matchups for golf, He has scored in those games 21, 20, 34 at New Orleans and 17 fantasy points. So you ha- you guys have a lot of faith in him. You both have him in the top eight. Heath has him 13th. Convince me on golf. Well, he's playing the Falcons,
0: whose defense is atrocious. They're terrible getting after the quarterback. They're they're miserable in the secondary. They have no idea what they're doing. At least it looks that way when you watch them. And he's got great receivers that can make plays after the catch. And and we don't know what the running game status is. So it makes sense for Goff to shoulder more work and take advantage of the favorable matchup.
2: Okay. So, you know, it's basically like the big six guys and then Goff and who do you have ahead of Goff? Who's seven for you, Dave?
0: Seventh for me could be Wentz. Okay. No, it's Brady. Brady.
2: Brady. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Atlanta's allowed a passer rating of 118.1 or better to four straight quarterbacks, including Brissett and Mariota. Uh, Todd Gurley. How much do you like him this week?
0: I think he'd suit in as a number two running back in my rankings. Who's the best? You're going to start him. If he plays, you're going to start him and he can find the end zone and maybe even catch three or four balls.
2: Who's the best running back in this game, Jamie?
0: Devontae from Easily. I don't know, easily. I mean, girly If Gurley were healthy, I think we'd say Gurley, but we just don't know.
1: We, we don't know. With if Gurley play. plays, I would take him over Freeman and non-PPR.
2: Dave, have you ever heard the song Easily by the Chili Peppers?
0: No, but it probably has a dope bass.
2: It's, it's pe- one of their most underrated, most awesome songs. I recommend it to everyone. Red Hot Chili Peppers, easily. Okay. Uh, Gurley or Tevin Coleman.
0: I'd probably go with Gurley, especially oh, if if uh, Coleman for sure. Y- why? Tennis Coleman over Gurley. Yeah, better matchup. It's a better matchup, but wouldn't Gurley get more work? I don't know. And it's not like the matchup's terrible for Gurley.
2: Gurley usually gets 15 carries.
0: Uh, that's a healthy Gurley.
2: That's a healthy Gurley. Yeah.
1: You know what's? I just it, think it, I think like when you're comparing him to Freeman, there's a little bit better chance of him. You know, if Freeman scored on receiving touchdowns. You know, that's not necessarily something you want to hang your hat on with a running back. And with Gurley, at least you know there's a chance for him to fall in the end zone.
2: Yeah, but we were comparing him to Tevin Coleman, right? You like Coleman? But that's guys. what
0: I'm saying, like tying all three guys in.
2: Okay, so I do, so I do feel sorry. Okay,
0: I think Coleman probably has the better chance to score. I think Gurley's got the better chance to get a hundred yards. Oof, even though it's been he's a while, been since so he's
2: been so bad that like I don't even know if the. By the way, the Falcons' run defense has really not been that bad. They were giving up just four yards per carry to running backs. But they've a running back scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR in four of the last five games, I think. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, obviously you're going to start Gurley because we want people in this game. And speaking of which, we have got basically six wide receivers to talk about. And how much do you like the three Rams and the three Falcons?
0: You got to love Julio still. You're going to start Ridley as a number two receiver. Cooper Cup is a stud, and so you're, you, there might be some hesitation about Robert Woods and and Brandon Cooks. I would say that they've got a great opportunity because of the matchup. It's just a matter of targets for both of them. One guy's going to let you down. Do you it's know just, which it, one it's going to be? It's just the
1: nature of what the scenario is, you know. So Woods hasn't caught a touchdown yet, and Cooks, as you know, is is the boomer bus guy. So I would say. You start them if you have them. If you have both, I go Cooks over Woods and non-PPR Woods over Cooks and PPR.
2: And Julio and Cup are the no-doubters, right?
1: 100%.
2: Now, what if Jalen Ramsey plays? Would that give you any pause on Julio Jones?
1: No. No, because will they move him around? Will they keep him to one side? You know. Right. It's, it's just hard to say. And how healthy is Ramsey? Is it really a back injury? Was it a fake situation? Probably was fake.
2: <laughs> Seems. I that don't way. believe he's ever faced
0: Julio before.
2: No, I, I you know, I looked at Julio Jones against like some really tough matchups last year. He mostly did pretty well. So, I actually still have him in my FanDuel lineup. Uh it might it might be a little contrarian if Ramsey plays cuz people like, "Oh, not starting Julio." And I get it, but I think he will be fine. I think he's just due. You know, it's got to happen eventually. So, um Rid- who's the third best receiver in this game? Is it Ridley, is it Cooks, is it Woods, is it Sanu?
0: I'll say Ridley.
1: Ridley is probably safer because he doesn't have somebody as significant as the other two to cannibalize each other. Obviously, Sanu is a factor, but, you
0: know. Hooper's a factor, but it's not to the same degree.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, Ryan is probably going to be better at finding his targets than Goff is at his. That's not to say that Goff won't get those guys involved, but you've seen it from Ryan, you know, where he'll he'll have multiple guys playing well in the same week. You know, we just haven't seen that consistently from Goff.
2: Okay. And then if we use like the Kenny Galladay line, since Galladay is a a number two wide receiver that you can't really get away from. Julio, Ridley, and Cup are ahead of Galladay. I put
0: all of them ahead of him. All of you? So, New's the only one I put behind Galladay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Cooks, I've got one spot ahead of Galladay.
2: I'm just like Cooks has not had a good game on the road. I'm I'm starting Cooks. I'm starting Cooks. But he has struggled on the road as Goff has struggled on the road. He averaged 55 yards per game on the road last year. I think if Cooks can't
0: get it done and he gets a decent amount of targets in this game, you can consider him much worse than what he has been. This should be an obvious blow-up spot for him.
2: I know everybody's going to start Austin Hooper. What about Gerald Everett in this game? He's only 66% owned. I'd
0: prefer somebody else.
1: Uh, I like him in the low-end starting range. you know. So I'd start him over Graham. I'd start him over Delaney Walker. I'd start him over Jared Cook. I'd start him over the Colts guys. It's a it's a decent enough matchup, and you know last week as bad as they were, he was still second in targets. So I, I think again somebody's going to let you down uh, of the of the four options for the Rams, and he's the fourth. But I still think you know you're just looking at what he's been doing the last several weeks and what the position is, and the matchup. It's worth investing in.
2: And both the Rams and the Falcons have been struggling against tight ends lately. There really is no good reason why we shouldn't have a lot of points in this game. Start the kickers. And the quarterbacks, and you probably want to sit the DSTs. Minnesota is at Detroit. All right, so you know your stat of the day is a stat of the game is about Kenny Galladay. We already talked about that and the cornerbacks and all that. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the quarterbacks in this game. Who do you like better, Cousins or Stafford?
0: I've got Cousins uh, ahead of Stafford by a lot. And uh, I, I think that it's because of the receivers that he has. I know that the, the Lions secondary has played great. I'm still not sure if I believe that they can shut down Thielen and Diggs. No, I, neither are in my top 12. I
1: would take Cousins over Stafford, but I think they're in a similar range. Like I would say Stafford's probably in that 15 to 17-point range, and Cousins is in that 18 to 20-point range, ceiling-wise for both of them.
2: In the two previous seasons, 2017 and 18, there were 17 quarterbacks that played at Minnesota, including a playoff game. And only two of them scored uh, 20 or more fantasy points. One of them was Breeze. One of them was Josh Allen. That was with Everson Griffin out. Already, in Minnesota? Yeah, in Minnesota.
1: This game's in Detroit, though.
2: Oh, crap. Why did I even bother with that stat? Well, all, no, you know what? I'll tell you why. Already this year, two quarterbacks have done that in Minnesota. So, that is just to generally tell you they had not been nearly as good against quarterbacks, but I still like, I mean, I still want to buy their defense. You know, it's been a little garbage timey, a little fluky. Well, the Falcons one was buy. definitely
0: garbage time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so was. And that's one of the better quarterbacks they faced. Them.
2: So it was another one. Raiders, Tyrell Williams. I remember yep. he caught one ago. That was play. a
0: late touchdown.
2: Okay. So, uh, Dalvin Cook for sure. Carry on Johnson, start or sit?
0: I can don't see he,
1: how you can get away from him. He's. That. The Kenny Galladay of running backs.
2: <laughs> he's averaging 3.3 yards per carry, and he's facing a, a team that gives up 3.8 yards per carry, and he has two catches basically in every game. So I think it looks pretty bad. I think he's. I think you look at the stats and you say he probably has to score to have a good game.
0: I yeah. would agree. For sure. Uh, you, you stay away from him in DFS unless you want to go crazy contrarian. You'll use them with number two running back expectations in seasonal leagues.
2: Okay. Would you start Latavius Murray over him, assuming Kamara's out?
0: Yes. I'm not there.
2: Would you start, let's say, Will Fuller over him, over carry-on? I think Fuller's got more upside.
1: Uh, I'd start Will Fuller.
2: How about Stefan Diggs?
1: Uh, I think Diggs
2: has more upside, too.
1: I'd start Diggs and PPR, carry-on and non-PPR.
2: You can't make all your decisions based on upside, can you? Sure you can.
0: Especially if you start at Mahomes and you need some serious help to catch up in a week seven
2: tilt. All right, so in terms of this game, um the quarterbacks we talked about, the running backs we talked about, we it. we pretty much covered everything here. Um except for Hawkinson and Marvin Jones, I'd say. How do we feel about them?
0: If you're starting Hawkinson, you're hoping that he can hold on to an end zone target. I don't think he gets enough to warrant being a must start tight end. Marvin Jones hasn't been Nearly as involved as he was earlier in the season. And uh, can't trust him either as anything more than a low-end PPR flex.
2: Cool. Vikings DST is top 10. Philadelphia at Dallas. This should be a fun one. Sunday night.
0: I think it'll be a good one.
2: Yeah. Now, unfortunately...
0: There's a lot of moving parts to this game because of the injuries.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, Michael Gallup would be a great value, but he's not on the main slate in FanDuel. So I just want to tell you about FanDuel again here because you got to join our contest. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. It's $5. I can give you free f- five free dollars on FanDuel. First of all, you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Take the word league out. FanDuel.com slash FFT. You sign up if you're new to FanDuel. You make a $20 deposit. You get $20 in site credit. Make your first deposit of 20 bucks and get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks. That's four free entries into our contest, which has about 600 people in it and some good payouts there. So you don't have to worry about your injuries. You have Amari Cooper in your league. Oh, that doesn't matter. You don't have to start him. Obviously, you're not going to start him in seasonal if he doesn't play, but you don't even have to roster him in Fanduel. You just get the guys you want. You get the guys with good matchups. You try to pick some some sort of sneaky ones to set yourself apart from the competition. You watch some football And you win some money. I love FanDuel. Been playing it for years. Never going to stop. Love playing FanDuel. And right now, join at FanDuel.com slash FFT. And remember, you get that bonus of 20 bucks, $5 per week in site credit. FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. So, yeah. Well, starting with Dak and and Wentz. How confident are you in these guys? They both played pretty well in the two matchups, which were good games. High-scoring games last year. Dak and Wentz. Uh... Your confidence level in them. Jamie?
1: Wentz, I think, is going to have a good game. Um, it's 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 nice to see that he's played well in some tough matchups recently against Green Bay and against Minnesota, both on the road. And so I, I think that's something you could say, okay, maybe he elevates his game in some of these prime spots, um, the anti-Kirk Cousins. Um, so we'll see if that carries over to this week. I, I think we saw some flaws in the Dallas defense last week. They're having a hard time putting pressure on quarterbacks. And if, you know, Jason Peters, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but, you know, that will certainly help because we've seen Wentz not necessarily feel a lot of pressure to the same level that a lot of quarterbacks do because his offense has been – his offense line has been fantastic. Um, I also like the fact that I think Miles Sanders' role in the passing game is helping him as an additional weapon because they really weren't wasn't using Darren Sproles as that guy when he was healthy. So I think that sort of changes things a little bit. But um, Dak is – a little bit more of a wild card just because of Noah Mark Cooper. But the fact that I think his tackles are going to play will help. And, you know, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott of the backfield, and Jason Witten, I think will put him in, a, in enough positive situations that he'll still finish as a top-12 quarterback.
2: How would you rank these four quarterbacks? Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Josh Allen.
0: I've got it as Goff, Wentz, Allen, Dak. I go Allen, Goff,
1: Wentz, Dak. Okay. And Dak is not in my top twelve.
2: Yeah, I'll he say is a game where Dak will run a
1: little bit too, which will help his form.
2: I mean, it's interesting to start him without Amari Cooper. You know, that's got to be a bit of a concern. We're assuming Cooper doesn't play here, right? Uh, and and here's the thing: the Eagles' past defense has been atrocious. They they could get Sidney Jones and. Uh, their best Jones quarterback. has been playing. Darby
0: is the one Darby, that they might get Darby. back. Not that he's, listen, they don't have anybody that's, you know, an amazing corner that's going to wipe somebody out. They just need guys who know what they're doing and have some speed. And Darby can at least give them that.
2: Okay. Sidney Jones missed the Jets game in week five, but right. he did return. He's been back. Week. He's not
0: even on the injury report. Okay.
2: So they'll have him and, and hopefully right. Darby. And then
0: the Cowboys might be without two of their starting cornerbacks. Byron Jones hasn't practiced, uh, and uh, Brown who I believe is their
2: third corner, yeah,
0: is also, I don't think he's expected to play. So okay. they could be a little thin in the secondary. And that could change the outlook. Between that and their pass rush, that could change the outlook for Alshon Jeffrey, Make him an easy must-start.
2: Where do you have Jeffrey now? Where is he compared to Galladay?
0: Uh, I've got Galladay ahead of Alshon as of now. That I, can change with
1: the match. I like Alshon a lot. I think we've seen him, you know, in the games that he's been healthy, been productive more times than not. This is a, a, a favorable situation for him, in my opinion. Seven targets, or tw- has, targets yeah. have certainly been there.
2: Seven or twelve targets in all four games, I'm not counting the game he left with an injury. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, would you start him if he plays?
0: Yep. Flex, boom, bust, flex. Okay. Because yeah, How- they're not going to let him play unless he's got speed ready to go. They're not going to put him out there less than 100. percent
2: How much do you like Michael Gallup? Love.
0: I I think I like him enough. I I definitely like him as a number two fantasy receiver. I think Love could be just a little bit too strong for me, but should have a lot of volume, should have a lot of targets. And we already talked about the Eagles secondary. So you're, you'll start him, number two receiver.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's top 16, I think, for everyone. In PPR, he's top 18 for everyone. So Michael Gallup is going to be in your lineup. Just to follow up, though, does it bother you at all that he had his worst game without Amari Cooper last week at the Jets?
0: No, no,
2: that okay. doesn't bother me. And Jordan, that. Jordan Howard, guys. Jordan Howard, starter can't,
0: I You can't feel good about starting him. Flex at best.
2: Jason Witten is top PPR, 10. Best. Jason Witten or Gerald Everett?
0: Witten. Witten for
1: sure in PPR. Uh, he's safer in non-PPR as well.
2: Uh, by the way, would you rather start Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders?
1: Sanders. Uh, Howard in non-PPR, Sanders in PPR.
2: Three more games. Arizona's at the Giants. Boy, these teams are bad against wide receivers. I don't know if the wide receiver stats really mean anything for Arizona because they're getting Patrick Peterson back. But the Giants, there have been five wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Giants. Four of them have had 100-yard games. The other one had 72 yards, John Brown. Um, Giants' defense has definitely gotten better over the past few weeks, but we should get a lot of points here. Which, I know you like Kyler Murray better, but I want you guys to talk about Daniel Jones because, Jamie, I think you have Daniel Jones like 10th, and Dave, I think 16th. Um, so, Jamie, you've got Jones as a start. Yeah, you have him 10th, and Dave has him 16th. Ugh, I'm the man. And I think Heath is the highest. I think Heath has him 8th. So, Jamie, start Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Arizona's defense, I don't care if they're getting Patrick Peterson back. They're not good. The pass rush is not going to be there to the same level that Daniel Jones has faced the last two games. And I think getting Evan Ingram back and Saquon Barkley back and having now Golden Tate, it gives him his full complement of weapons at home in a game that should be high-scoring. Uh, I like Heath theory on the fact that they'll have to put up points because Kyler Murray's going to put points on their defense. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Should be one of the better ones in terms of fantasy production all the way around. And so I think Daniel Jones will get back to what we saw in Week 3. Not to that level of 37 fantasy points, but he'll be above 20 for the first time since that game. He's a top 10 guy and a must-play daily because he's so
0: cheap. Yeah, the, the daily thing I get, especially in tournaments, because of the price tag. In seasonal, I don't know if I can name... Um, I, I think I can name 12 quarterbacks I'd rather start. So I think he's fine as a streamer. If you don't believe in Josh Allen or you can't get your hands on Josh Allen or, or Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew, I he's think you can go guys. with him. Hmm? He's better than those guys. I don't think he will be. I think all those other quarterbacks have a better chance. The, the ones that I wrestle with, honestly, are, are Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. And I think it's easy to sit Kirk Cousins for, for – Jones, but Cousins has played very well the last two weeks, and I wonder if the Vikings coaching staff lets him throw a little bit more. Dak, if he doesn't have his offensive tackles and no Amari Cooper, I think that's an easy one. You can start Jones over him. Well, Aaron Rodgers,
2: though, is another one that's interesting to me. It's like, Dave, you have Rodgers 11th, Jamie, you have him 14th, which means Jamie has Daniel Jones ahead of Rodgers. Dave does not. And I just – I, I have really have trouble trusting Aaron Rodgers. He's had one good game, and he has no wide receivers.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, Daniel Jones easily over Aaron Rodgers. And, and I think, you know, just look at it, Adam. If you have uh, – uh, don't go to this game because I don't want you to mush <laughs> these guys that are going to be really good. Any game. So, so, is so leave Daniel game. Jones alone. Don't wear a Daniel Jones jersey. Don't wear a Giants jersey because I don't have Jones anybody. is going to have one of the best games of the week.
2: Okay, I hope so. I hope so, uh, which which means what for their pass catchers? You know, who's going to have the big game?
1: Ingram, for sure. and. I mean, it could be going Tate,
2: Darius Slayton, sleeper?
1: Uh, absolutely, 100%. Daily sleeper. Seasonal as well.
2: Okay, we love David Johnson. David Johnson this is one of my FanDuel running backs. Um, Saquon Barkley is not, because I just didn't want to. He's the most expensive one on FanDuel. Uh, and I just want to make sure he's healthy, but there is no reason to be afraid to start Saquon Barkley, obviously, or David Johnson. Like, Larry Fitzgerald, I, when do we look at the fact that he just hasn't been very good? Four straight weeks, basically. Yeah,
0: it's really true. You're still starting, though. And part of the reason, yeah, because he's because he's Larry Fitzgerald. Is that why? Because I, I think the, it's the more, Cardinals have turned over a new leaf on their offense, and they're using their running backs a lot more, and they're just generally running more. And I think they could continue to do that this week.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, the, the stat that I gave about the Giants, right? Eight wide receivers with six or more targets. Oh, no, that's about Arizona. Sorry. Five wide receivers with seven or more targets. Four of them have had 100 yards. And the other one was seven catches for 72 yards. So Larry Fitzgerald's had seven or more targets, I think, in all but one game. Yep. So again, and he's got I mean, five catches it sets up every well. Every it sets up well. He just hasn't. He's 36 to 69 yards in four straight games with one touchdown. And the first two games of the year, he was over 100 yards, but he had double digit targets. And that just hasn't happened since week two. Yeah,
0: they've thrown a little bit less.
2: Okay, this game, I mean, this game has a lot of starts. Uh, and then Tate's kind of on the fringe there. And that's it, right? Good to go?
0: Yep, yeah. Okay. Uh, the kickers in this game could be pretty good. Hey,
2: yes, yes, they could. Zane Gonzalez San, has been a
0: top ten kicker this year. San and Fran. The, and the Cardinals have a lot of points the, to kickers.
2: Aldrick Rosas. Rosas, Rosas, Rosas. Brooklyn 99. San Francisco you, you and You can Washington. get a Rosas jersey. I like Alja Cross. He's one he might be the best player of the team. Um, okay. Come on. Here's a re here's a re, <laughs> rehashed stat of the game for San Francisco and Washington. Uh, no running back has scored a touchdown against San Francisco this season. Gave that one last week and it held true by uh, inches. Oh crap,
1: now I can't use Adrian Peterson.
2: <laughs> here's a new stat of the game. Terry McLaurin. Like I said, they're 14 spots apart in the rankings for Dave and Jamie in non-PPR. I think 11 spots in PPR. Terry McLaurin has had 7-9 to nine targets in every game this season. Two wide receivers have had exactly 7-9 targets against the Niners. Both of them had 81 or more yards and a touchdown. That was John Ross and Juju Smith-Schuster. I, the one thing I'm just not sure about with this Niners defense is can they cover wide receivers? Because they were terrible at it last year. They were terrible at it for most of this year, but recently they've done well against Beckham and the Rams guys. Their pass rush is so good. It's probably maybe making their secondary look better. But McLaurin, you both have them as a start. But Dave has him as a must start. So Dave, I'll give you the first word on McLaurin. McLovin.
0: I might be a little high on McLaurin, but I I love what he does. I love that Keenum looks for him. I believe that the Redskins are going to have to throw to stay somewhat involved in this game. And I'm with you on the 49 er secondary. I'm not sure that they've got three great cornerbacks. I think they have one. I think Richard Sherman can still be that guy, but he plays to one side so they can line up McLaurin away from him. Plenty a Witherspoon, not going to play in the game. They're going to test the other corners there. And, and I think that McLaurin's going to keep getting opportunities. So I'm, I'm not nervous so much about him. Do I think he can have hundred yards and a touchdown? No. And that's why I have him right too high because I just don't think he can get there, but I think he can score and I think he can get decent yardage and catches on top of it. He is the he is the Washington offense right now.
1: Yeah, and I think it's going to be a situation where Case Keenum is on his back the entire game because while the
0: cornerbacks
1: and the secondary is not as good as the numbers probably indicate for San Francisco, the pass rush is as good as the numbers indicate for the 49ers, and that offensive line is bad for the Redskins. I don't see anything changing that this week. I think Keenum's going to be running for his life. And as you saw with Odell Beckham in the game against Cleveland, as you saw with the Rams guys last week, they will swallow up the quarterback and make it difficult for him to go downfield, which is what McLaurin does good, does well. And so I think it's an easy situation to find other guys to start over him. I feel like I have him too high at 24.
2: So you start Gallup over him? Easy. Uh, Fitzger- I don't know if I'm going to do fact, that non As a matter of fact, take back
1: what I said earlier about Golden Tate. I'm going to start Golden Tate over Terry McLaurin this week.
2: Okay. Fitzgerald? That I, I got to go. Yeah, we ran a little late today, and uh, Jamie has to go do some radio. He has a radio hit that he has to get to, so uh, apologize for that. Should have given you a heads up on that. So, uh, yeah, all right. Moving on from McLo- McLovin then, and would you start? Would you start the San Francisco running backs? I guess over McLovin since we're talking about him.
0: Sure, Tevin Coleman makes sense, um, but not Burita. Breida gets good volume. He gets 15 touches per game, but he doesn't work in the red zone. Uh, let's put it this way. We'll see. There have been like 27 snaps or so that have been in the red zone for the 49ers when Coleman and Breida have both been healthy. Coleman's had 25 of them. It's a lot. Yeah,
2: I know. I, you like can't like overlook I said, that I... if
0: you have Breida, I think he's good as a flex, but you're counting on him to give you a really good fantasy game. He's got to have a breakaway run. Washington's allowed six runs of 20 plus yards this year. I, I really. want a game, but th- I, think, I don't Dave, know if it's enough to really feel good about
2: Brita. This is the one thing I'm watching most closely this week is what happens in, in the magenta zone with these running backs when they get near the goal line. Did Coleman blow his chance? I'm not going to belabor it. I talked about it enough on Sunday and, and maybe today already. So I just want to see. I think you have to treat it as if Coleman is still the guy near the goal line, as Dave said. Um, but let's just see what happens. And would you start any San Francisco wide receivers in this game?
0: Not confidently. Okay. Pettis has started to come out of his shell a little bit, and maybe he's got a chance to put up some okay numbers, but I don't think you can trust it.
2: Start George Kittle. He's going to be awesome. Like
0: you, like you would go Alan Lazard over Dante Pettis.
2: Okay. That's obviously Lazard's contingent on how many Packers wide receivers being out?
0: Uh, Two.
2: Okay. So let me ask you a question, Dave. We're hopeful for the Niners offense. At least the run game. We're very hopeful for the Cardinals offense at the Giants, Niners at the Redskins. We haven't mentioned it, but they are making basically cross country trips. Mm-hmm. Do you care about that? And and I know the Giants game is at one PM Eastern. I think the Redskins are too. I'm
0: just I'm I'm trying not to sink too much into that. I just don't know if that's a great reason to out and out sit somebody.
2: Sure. No, I, I agree, listen but- like
0: Learning that teams are traveling to London the Thursday or Friday before a Sunday game, like, we now have two examples of that being a total problem. And I don't know if we can necessarily... I I don't know if there's hard data on the the west to east and playing at 1 o'clock just completely sapping teams of their energy.
2: Yeah, they both have 1 p.m. games. Plus, we don't know when they're flying into town.
0: What if they're flying in on Friday? Then they have an extra day to get ready.
2: Yeah, they're just going to party all day. New Orleans at Chicago. Sit Teddy Bridgewater. We've talked enough about the Saints running backs. But actually, we haven't really talked about the Saints running backs if Kamara plays. Because he has not been that good. He has 10 or or fewer fantasy points in non-PPR in four of five games without Drew Brees. That's Alvin Kamara. And he was really bad last week, but he's a no doubt in, in PPR because he catches passes. But in non PPR, if Kamara He's a plays, no doubt in
0: non PPR, too, I his just, potential is nervous. way too high to sit on the bench.
2: I mean, I agree, but you are talking about the Bears who allow 3.5 yards per carry to running backs. Last week, Kamara was hobbled, and he only got 11 carries. He only had 66 total yards. I don't want him to play. I don't want to make this decision. But I, I don't think he will. Good. It's just
0: a hunch. And even if he does play, I think he would lose some significant playing time to Latavius, and we saw that last week.
2: Chicago has held Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, and Adam Thielen to less than 40 yards with no touchdowns. On the other hand, they struggled against Emmanuel Sanders, Paul Richardson, Terry McLovin, and Stephon Diggs. Start Michael Thomas, I'm just saying. Start Michael (laughs) Thomas.
0: Uh, You'll take your lumps with Thomas this week. It's a bad week to have Patrick Mahomes and Michael Thomas in your starting lineup.
2: How do you feel about Jared Cook?
0: I don't want to start Jared Cook if I don't have to. I'm afraid that people are going to look at what he's done the last two weeks and they're going to see the fantasy points he put up and they're going to say, oh, I got to get this guy. But basically what he did was just caught a touchdown. He's a touchdown or bust tight end. Do you think he can catch a a touchdown for the third straight game? Maybe. But I think the Bears have a good plan of taking away tight ends. Um, especially in the end zone. I think they can do a better job against Cook, and I wouldn't want to use him.
2: Okay. The Chicago running back, you're going to sit Trubisky, obviously. The Chicago running backs against the Saints in three games against Sheldon Rankins, uh, with Sheldon Rankins healthy. The Saints have allowed nine or more fantasy points in non-PPR to all three running backs, the three running backs they faced. Um, But you got Zeke in there, you got Leonard Fournette in there, and then Peyton Barber, who scored a touchdown. Their run defense is terrific. Uh, So what are you doing with Montgomery and Cohen?
0: I'm curious to see how the bears use their running backs coming out of the buy. I think it would be stupid if they just continue to hammer David Montgomery into the butts of the offensive lineman in front of them. I think you're going to see a little bit more tree Cohen, and it would make sense if you see a little more tree Cohen because that saints defensive line is so good. Why not work around them? Why not use your speed and, let Trubisky throw to Tariq Cohen a little bit more.
2: So, who, so would be, you rather start Tariq Cohen in PPR?
0: You know, I'm I'm tempted to, but this is all theory. It's not sure, sure. what's absolutely positively going to happen. We didn't have Matt Nagy come out and say, "All right, well, this week because of all the problems we had at, at running back, uh, we're we're going to throw to Cohen 15 times." Basically, they're sits. I'm mean, to say that.
2: Let's just say that, they, they're sits, right? You want to try to get away from them,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's the point. But I don't. I think if you want to take a chance, and this is in daily too, Tariq Cohen isn't so bad. No one's talking about him. No one's thinking about him. And if the un- unless the Bears are just blind to what's been happening or they pin their running back problems on Kyle Long, which they might do because Kyle Long just didn't play well and now he's out and they're going to replace him, uh, unless they're that, you're going to see some sort of change at the running back
2: spot there. Tariq Cohen has had 8-2-2-3. 2-2-2 two, in two, two six. He had three games with two catches. His other two games, he has 14 catches, so very inconsistent there. Uh, four running backs have had 30 or more receiving yards against the Saints, which is okay. And finally, Alan Robinson. We touched on it earlier. The last three weeks, Marshawn Lattimore has just been on fire. Yeah. Uh, so who was he? It? It was, held, it was he's
0: held Amari Cooper, Mike, Mike Evans, Evans, and DJ Chark to a total of 60 yards.
2: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's been great and he's even been following into the slot and I think that Allen Robinson's going to see quite a bit of this guy.
2: Okay. So Golden Tate right over over Allen Robinson?
0: I'm I'm not the biggest Tate fan, so I'm not going to say that, but I think it's pretty close.
2: Cool. Dave, thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Um, What are we going to do to end the show today, Dave? I don't know.
0: Don't, don't you want to talk about our radio show?
2: Oh, yeah, we have a radio show Saturday night. Saturday night, two na.
0: hours. Hold on, uh, you and me, two hours. Uh uh-huh. National radio, yeah. taking everybody's calls.
2: We're only yeah. going to talk about the Miami Georgia Tech game. That's it. That's it. And a little so bit of paperback. Can I have football. something
0: to say? Have something to say about that game? Okay, fine. We'll answer some they won't let us come back next week if we only talk about Miami and Georgia
2: Tech. No, they, you know, they're going to say to us, and are be like, hey guys, uh, you are not, 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 not coming back on the air. Uh, this is terrible. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Talk to you in the mailbag.